Hello and welcome to Running Down Corridors, a podcast where we navigate the Hooniverse. I'm Martin and I'm joined as always by Chris. Good evening. Good evening. And we are once again joined by our good friend, Abby Louise from TT Productions 23. Abby, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good. Happy to be back. Yay. I know me and Chris both had a really good time recording with you last time. Thank you. So should we crack some news? Yeah, go on. What's the news? Yeah, Kate Stewart's back. Yes. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Collectively, the fandom went, well, it had to be something. It was ticking all the boxes and then suddenly, oh. (laughs) Yeah, I think they only announced it because pictures have started to leak on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've been filming outside. She's also going to be joined by, what's his name? Are you, oh, it's a Welsh name. And and Ewan Bernard. (laughs) It'd have to be a Welsh name, wouldn't it? And people are speculating that he's going to be the master, but that's just based on one picture of him looking a bit moody. I don't think Russell T. Davis will jump straight into the master, I'll be honest. He always said he was never a big fan of the master anyway, and it kind of just happened mm. because people made him do it, sort of. Yeah, you do Daleks, you do Cybermen. I suppose the next, the third top villain you do would be the master. Yeah. You know what would be a big surprise if they gender swapped the Rani? Do you know how much I'd love the Rani back? Everyone thinking it's the master for a series and then you have him regenerate back into a woman at the end. Mm. I think that'd be brilliant. That would like pull the rug out of every fan's eyes. Does that make sense? I don't know, rug out of <laughs> it's a new, it's a new thing now. <laughs> Does anything make sense anymore? <laughs> no, no, that's true. Talking of Russell T. Davis, his sci-fi dystopian drama Years and Years is now on Disney+. Plus. So if you fancy being miserable this evening, make sure you check it out. <laughs> did you guys watch Years and Years? I did not, know. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I watched the first episode and I just found it too nihilistic for me. Mm. It felt very much like it was a very liberal take on the end of the world. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm completely right wing, but I sort of found it was a bit sort of, it's just too much. I thought this is going to be miserable and I don't see all of it happening. (laughs) Otherwise, I just, I'm naive enough not to want it to happen. So it's kind of, it just felt like a miserable series to watch. Mm. (laughs) So after I think two episodes, I think a bit into the second, I just turned it off. I really liked it, but I will say if you fed every script that Russell T. Davis has ever written, into an AI, it would probably print out years and years. <laughs> it's a very Russell T. Davis style thing, yeah. isn't it? it? It's essentially, isn't it the concept of turn left pretty much, isn't it? It's Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. I mean, it's good. I liked it and all the cast are really, really good. Um, what's uh, the name of the, the one who's really gone on to everything? I've forgotten her name. Something West, isn't it? Lydia West. Lydia West. Yeah, she's really good. I like her in other things. I just found her very annoying you could see technology going that way with all the emojis and things and stuff and i'll just sort of i suppose i rolled at this that's the state where the future will be (laughs) i couldn't do it couldn't bring myself so shall we introduce a new feature that i like to call what are you twittering about that that is where because chris is no longer on twitter listeners so i tell chris Three things that Doctor Who fans are angry about, and here's to guess which one I've made up or which one's true. I can't speak tonight. I can't. I've got a train of thought this evening. Let's try try and plug yourself back in, yeah. Turn it off and turn it back on again. Could you give us a third Doctor's what are you Twittering about? What are you Twittering about? Joe. <laughs> what are you Twittering about, Joe? <laughs> here's three options for you. Okay. 
Are fans angry that Mandip Gill made a joke on the radio? <laughs> but John Pertwee was reportedly so well endowed he could pop it in his own mouth whilst he was in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> or that Russell T. Davis wore a red scarf. <laughs> All right. Oh, dear. Well, I, the, the, the second one is going to have to be... Uh, I'm going to go with that as a lie, just purely because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Oh my! Uh, all right, that it's not a lie, but fans weren't angry about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody, I think her name's Jenny Dimensions in Jen or something on Twitter. She's compiled a list of uh, <laughs> actors that have played Doctor Who's penis sizes from various interviews and stuff that's been said, and she's stumbled across old articles that said that basically John Pertwee's party trick in the Navy was to put his legs up against a wall and uh, pop it in his own mouth. Well, the things you know, <laughs> the things you go and learn. Now, Joe, I've got a trick to show you. <laughs> You're like, no, no, Doctor, don't do this, please. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go. I reckon the thing they're probably annoyed about is the scarf. It's not. It's not. It's not. Manda Gill was interviewed, I think it was on BBC Radio 1, and they were like, oh, so David Tennant's coming back. How do you feel about that? Obviously, he... You know, he's considered the best ever doctor and his was the greatest era. And just as a joke, as like pure banter, she leant into the mic and went, our series was better. <sighs> and this was the day before her birthday. So on her birthday, she got a barrage of comments on Instagram about how shit her era of Doctor Who is. Oh, my God. I mean, some people might have a point, but at least leave it to the day after. No, I'm only joking. I mean, don't do not don't do that. It's, that's just really, really poor. That's the problem with Twitter and Facebook. Whenever there's a comment box, it's just open to every dick. Because <laughs> you just don't need it, really. I mean, collectively, we know it's true, but we don't have to go and shout it down, you know, and ruin someone's birthday. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's on any normal day. That's no. true. You keep it to yourself, wouldn't you? You go, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's talking out of her ass, but I'm not going to tell her that, you know. <laughs> In the clip, she's clearly joking. Like she's just doing a bit of banter with the DJ. If there's anything to know, and this is a great segment game to play. <laughs> what are you Twittering on about? Doctor Who fans on Twitter are nuts. Yes, this is true. Yeah, you, you experienced there, Ralph, <laughs> a few times, Chris. Oh, yeah, Jenna Coleman. Yep. Never insult Jenna Coleman or Clara or Jodie. In fact, you, you can't have an opinion of contrary <laughs> to anyone else. I think there's the quote the Eighth Doctor said was, I love humans. They're always seeing a pattern in things that aren't there. <laughs> yeah. Know? And that's always the case. And, uh, yeah, that, that's just ridiculous. That's why I strongly believed it was that Russell T. Davis wore a red scarf because it somehow represents people who are anemic, you know? <laughs> it insults people who haven't got enough blood circulating around their system. <laughs> How dare you wear the red? <laughs> All right, shall we move on to our main feature? Yes. So we're going to do another negative review. If this is your first episode, what I do is I scour the internet looking for negative one-star fan reviews of episodes of Doctor Who. It's all modern era, 2005 onwards, because it's just easier to find reviews for that. And then I put them to these two, and they've got to guess what episode of Doctor Who I'm talking about based on that review. All right, so it's a strong one to begin with. <laughs> We get it, Moffat. Vastreet's pussy. Now, please finish your <laughs> wank and write a good episode for once. <laughs> I reckon Abby knows what one this is. 
as the Pat <laughs> only fan. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, Lord. Right, so the most deep breath. It's not deep breath. Oh, I thought it was deep breath. That's... I'm trying to think, when did they do the most lesbian flirting? That's the big kiss, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I thought it would be. That's why I thought it would be deep breath. Crimson horror. No. Oh, I have options. <laughs> snowman, maybe. It's not snowman. Good man goes to the wall then. But they're yep. not even that bad in that episode. That was the tamest hint. Yeah, I think it's the long tongue coming out. They weren't even married in that episode for crying out loud. <laughs> Yeah, I really thought it was deep breath because I remember the complaints of that. Goes, oh, a lesbian kiss. Some countries cut that whole bit out. The, the irony is they could have cut out a lot more and it would have made no difference to the plot. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, cut out the only bit that people were talking about. <laughs> All right, shall we move on? Yeah, go on. This episode could have been so much better, but still the Doctor's darkness does not shine through. Chibnall needs a new hobby. Dude has no idea how to write the Doctor. I am so sick of his fluffy, feel-good nonsense. <laughs> this was a perfect arc to highlight the Doctor's dark, almost sinister past and necessity. But he had Whittaker being a gigantic baby. I hope the twerp reads this tweet. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I'm sure he's got it on a frame. <laughs> and he's laughing at it. Um... It's got to be the timeless child, isn't it? Timeless children. It's not. I will say it's in flux. <laughs> oh, um, the angel one. Really? You're good at this. That really annoyed me. One. What bit? Right. So, no. Right. So, well, not the review because. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, what annoyed me was the, obviously the bit at the end where she got turned into an angel and all the internet was like, oh my God, the doctor, blah, 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 blah. And then literally like two seconds of the next episode, I'm fixed now. I'm all right now, fam. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not stern anymore. You know? Well, you could say that about every cliffhanger though, couldn't you? Every cliffhanger of the classics is sort of, oh my God, they're going to die. I know, but you kind of expect it there. Yeah, I know. It, it's a bit of a shock to put it on. To be honest, those sort of endings are like, oh, bloody hell. I don't know how they're going to reverse that. And then, yeah, as you rightly say, the next episode is quite quick. I'm fixed now, yes. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. All right, let's move on. I'm only giving this one star as I can't go any lower. <clears throat> this was mediocre Tosh. We waited a year for this, a year with no Doctor Who, and they give us this. Alarm bells are starting to ring. I think Moffat and the BBC have run out of ideas. All the best, Chibnall. You certainly can't make it any worse. Well, um... well I wonder how they're feeling now. <laughs> Good Lord. So it must be one of the last ones then, isn't it, that Stephen Moffat wrote? Yeah. Got to be the, twice upon a time then, I would have thought. It's not. Dr. Falls? No. Oh, thank God. That's that's an excellent one. <laughs> that, 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 that whole two-parter is absolutely incredible. It's just bizarre that it comes after a, <laughs> some really shit episode. Yes. When did Chibnall get announced he was taking over? I thought it was 
a last minute thing? I think it was just before series 10, maybe. Then is it pilot then? It's not. Uh-huh. I thought they started up. The series started quite strong, actually. Yeah, your first episode with the, you know, well, the pilot was just, well, pilot. <laughs> Second episode was all right. Third, Thin Ice, I still think is quite memorable. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. It basically lost its way. With the... I reckon Pyramid at the End of the World. It's not that one. I was going to say the Monk trilogy is the one that ruined it, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The yeah, whole, so... like, I cannot see you, Nardle. And I'm going to use this Fisher-Price lock to try and get out. <laughs> <laughs> Just use FaceTime. Just turn on the FaceTime. Use your phone, Doctor, for crying out loud. No, to your right. Hold it to the right. There we go. It's two, three, seven, nine. There you go. Out Eaters you go. of light. It's not. Ah, I didn't like that one. <laughs> no. No, a few people did. I really hope it's not the one I actually really liked. <laughs> Oh, which one was it? Empress of Mars. No, it's not that one. Good, because I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> I like that one. Oh, God. What am I... Is it the smiley one? No, it's not in series 10. It's not? No. Oh. You went down that road, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <sighs> hmm. I suppose because I don't want to go down series 9. That's one of the last ones there. Oh, Hellbent. Hellbent. No. Oh, because that one was bothered. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> oh, what would it be? Is it the whole like the girl who lived rubbish? I'll give you a hint. It's a Christmas one. Oh, husbands of River Song. <laughs> no, it's not that one. Uh, Last Christmas. No, not that oh, one. Oh, good because I like that one too. That was good. I'm not a massive Clara fan, but I kind of enjoy that one. I think it's because Dan Starkey's in it. I think. <laughs> Christmas episode. Is it a Capaldi Christmas one? Because I think we've named all three. Didn't he only do three? I believe he did four. Oh, no, no the superhero crap. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we all collectively forgot about it. Or conveniently <laughs> Until, erased it. I can't even remember the name of it. It's just called the superhero crap. Oh, that's not it. There are four lights. <laughs> you know, I've never watched this. I got halfway through watching it on that Christmas day and I turned it off. It's the only episode of Doctor Who I've ever turned off. Do not bother. It's not worth it. Such bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) The problem with introducing a superhero into that universe is where was he during Flux? (laughs) Where is he when the Daleks are coming down every week? Like, where the fuck is he now? Surely the whole concept of Doctor Who is that the Doctor is the superhero. Yeah. So, what? (laughs) It makes no sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it looks so cheap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just didn't even sell as a as a superhero thing. <laughs> even if you watch, even if you like superheroes, it just, it felt just like pandering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Couldn't wait until this episode was over. It was so boring. The Doctor needs a makeover and to get some new clothes. The companions need to be exterminated. Now, maybe that could make a good episode. Perhaps bring back one of the earlier companions or bring back Tom Baker, (laughs) some of the earlier villains, make the show fun to watch again. I know the episode is in the eye of the beholder, but my God, this is utter, utter bish. I've spoken to many of my friends and we all agree this is the (laughs) one I've ever been. I've spoken to my friends and we all collectively agree (laughs) that it was rubbish. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we will be writing a strong, firm letter. Signed, Daniel Witterbottom Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> That'll be on Chris Chibnall's fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. What sort of period are we talking here? So this must be a Whitaker. It's a Whitaker and it's a Series 12. Because the makeover thing, I think her costume had quite a bit of criticism on it, probably more than the other doctors did. Yes, she looks like a children presenter. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I thought it was a bit of a daft outfit, but at first, do you know, when I first saw it, I thought, do you know what? It looks like if you just turned into a woman and you didn't know how women dress, <laughs> this is what you would try to put on. You know, yeah. so it, it was kind of, it is a female outfit, but it's just sort of like, oh, I, this is what I think they wear. <laughs> Which made you feel a, kind of an adorable outfit, in it's my opinion. It's a 1970s children's TV presenter. <laughs> it is literally, she's going to turn to the camera and be like, what window are we going to go through today, children? Is it the square <laughs> window or the round window? What do you think, Yes. <laughs> That's actually, I think you've nailed the writing. <laughs> Coming soon from TT Productions. <laughs> TT Productions. It's uh, Jodie Whittaker tells you what they're doing. <laughs> all right. So, any guesses? <laughs> Sorry. Series 12. All the companions need exterminating. God, it could be any of them. I would have gone back further than that. I would have said it in Ghost Monument, you know. <laughs> Orphan 55. It's not. Oh. Oh, that was dire. Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> oh, God. Although, if we're all going to end up like really ripped like those aliens, Fair. I say let's pollute more. <laughs> if I get a six-pack like that by polluting, then I'm all for it. You lot need a bloody recycle. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it in the bloody bin. What, <laughs> oh, that one? The green one. Right. Uh... <laughs> I only really liked two episodes in this series. So. What are they? What are they? Fugitive of the Dadoon. Yeah, I like them. And Haunting of Something I Can Never Say Because I Can't Say It. That's good. They're, yeah. they're, like, they're the two I like. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was, uh, yeah. Good choices. Good choices. Uh, what's the... Oh, uh, name's P. The P... Uh, that is the problem with the with the whole Whitaker era is you can't remember the titles. Yeah. So you basically have to address it as if it's a Friends episode. <laughs> yeah. The one where Joey puts on all the clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I can't even remember. I, oh, flipping it. <laughs> How far through the series? Let's narrow it down. I can't remember, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's Praxis. there. It's not Praxis. At least I remember the name. Oh, what episode? So spy, uh, I was say Spy Hard. No, that's a film. By Fall. No. No. And then afterwards, it was Self and 55. After that was the one with, <laughs> the one with, <laughs> the one uh, with, with Nikolai uh, Tesla. Nope. Okay. Oh, God. What's the one before The Timeless Child? This is the real challenge, isn't it? It's just trying to work out the titles <laughs> and what, what what episode came next it's a horrible memory game the oh, one before... yes please yeah 
It was Can You Hear Me? Do you know I've not watched it? I cannot even remember what happened in that, so... <laughs> I didn't watch it, actually. I think it's the one that ends with Brian going, Oh, Doc, I'm really worried about my cancer. And she goes, oh, I'm so shield. Why am I being Australian? <laughs> I knew he went Irish, to be fair. <laughs> All right, there, lad. Sorry there, lad. I'm just socially awkward. <laughs> Imagine how awkward it would be if she put on an accent at that point, you know? <laughs> I've decided I'm going to be Irish now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm very awkward <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'll catch you later, my best friend. Some people didn't have an issue with that bit, but when the BBC has to put out an announcement to say what they were going for, you know it missed the mark. Yep, totally. Yeah. I completely missed the mark because I heard about it through you, I think. All the other doctors would have given him like this life like yeah. lecture and she's just like, no, I'm just going to go eat some custard creams now, Gray. I'm sorry. You know? Or at the very least have said, look, Graham, I'm not human. I can't fathom what this is like. Maybe you should talk to Ryan. Yeah. She said something like that. Yeah. It just looks cold because I saw the clip after you mentioned it and it just looks cold, doesn't it? You wouldn't see the other doctors doing it, really. Even Capaldi, who acts alien, still recognise some things and would soften at that point. Mm. And, uh, you know, I just think that was such an undoctor thing to do. 100%. Even Hartnell wouldn't have done that and he once wanted to cave in a man's head. I'll just hit him with a rock and let's get going, yes? (laughs) This show is like a sick old dog. It just needs to be put down. (laughs) I honestly don't know who this is aimed at. Too childish for adults, too political for kids. The writing is awful. The acting is worse. Just put the show out of its damn misery. Damn. It's a Matt Smith. Oh, blimey. I actually think it was kind of, is it after the 50th? Because I would say that's when it started to go down. No, it's pre-50th. Oh, in that case, I was wrong. I went down beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> this, per- this online person has spoken. <laughs> you uh, are incorrect, Chris. <laughs> you are incorrect, I'm afraid. It went down It went down with the end of time, I think you find. <laughs> <laughs> Twister to curl the, the, the uh, moustache at the end. Zip the anorak up. <laughs> Puff on the inhaler. Let's see. Bad uh, Matt Smith episodes. The Lodger. Oh, what a guess. Yes. Straight away. <laughs> I actually don't mind The Lodger. I think it's all right. Oh, it was all right. I yeah. don't like James Corden. <laughs> I don't like him, but I like him as Smithy and Gavin as Stacey. I liked him. Yeah, I liked him as Smithy. I quite liked him as Craig. Since he went stateside, I've just looked, fair, I, I fair. can't stand the man, and now neither can America. <laughs> Is it wrong that I'm proud that I got that? <laughs> his writers really stitching it, stitched him up in his last week. They ripped off that Ricky Gervais joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, should we move on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I've tried. I've tried the end. <laughs> it's not working for me. Meow. Um, <laughs> here we go. You cannot base a TV show on the premise that straight white men are bad 
And if we were more, were more like women, ethnic minorities, and made-up genders, the universe would be a tranquil place. Because you are paid with public money, I guess you could argue that you are not interested in ratings. But if literally nobody is watching, that would defeat the object. Go back to getting a good story, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And stop having characters that are merely social justice puppets. That was a kind uh, contribution to Cunt Weekly. (laughs) (laughs) But there were some points I would say that it did pander a bit too much on sending messages and morals, really. Right, so it's got to be one. Is is it Jodie's era? It's Christopher Eccleston. Oh. mm. That's interesting. That's actually someone, I'd actually say they're advanced. Yeah. I say if it was Jodie, it would have made sense to me because yeah, it's always like because I'm a woman now, you know. Like, it, but yeah, Jodie had a lot of episodes which were sort of pandering to some message they had to put out, you know, whether it was anti-racism or feminism or uh, don't uh, don't put uh, recycled balls in your black bin, you know. But Christopher Eggston, blimey, that's that's going far back. I'm starting to think these wankers were always here. <laughs> <laughs> They've always been there, Chris. They live on the bus. They've always been there. They watched only Force and Horses and thought it could be more racist. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, anyway, <laughs> an Eccleston story that's just pander. I'm trying to think, it's not the first episode, is it, Rose? It's not. Uh, uh, don't know. I'm trying to think of any moments that would piss off any conservative like. I honestly, I don't homophobic know. person, really. That's a really hard one. Well, Chris, if we've learned anything, it's that these people are not well. <laughs> so there might not even be any of that in this episode. True. Yeah, imagine not sitting there and watching, I don't know, the Dominators and going, this is too homoerotic for me. <laughs> 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 you could argue that the episode kind of is. Just because, if anyone's seen the Dominators, not Dominators being one of my favourite episodes, just saying. Oh no, no, nothing wrong with the story, <laughs> but you can tell you can tell that the, the costume designer, oh yeah, had a fetish. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Everything that can be on display is on display, including mic perks. Yeah, <laughs> including mic perks. Um... <laughs> oh dear, very weird use of curtains in that one. Yes, I'm trying to think um, of one that might have parting of the ways. Had a the kiss? No. No? All right. Long game. No. Mm. Oh, it's got a few mentions, isn't it? I don't know. You've stumped us. <laughs> it's not gonna be, not the empty child doctor dance, is it? It's not that. Oh thank God. <laughs> I mean that was like the closest to a classic episode yeah. we ever had. Which it was enough for me. <laughs> Should it not be enough for the Witterbottom Stanleys out there? Boomtown? Correct. Yeah. I wouldn't say any of that. No. <laughs> Not really. Were they watching that episode when they commented about that episode? I thought it was a weird episode. I didn't like it when I first watched it because I just thought the trailer for the next episode looked more exciting mm. than it was. But watching it back, because it was like a nuclear power station right in the heart of Cardiff City would bring jobs for all. And then... Uh, the whole planet would go. I remember the trailer as if it was yesterday. Then the episode was just them having, <laughs> having, having lunch coffee. or having dinner. <laughs> yeah, and it was just sort of like, oh, oh, okay. But I could, but watching it back, 
after afterwards on like a rewatch, you sort of appreciated yeah. what it was what it was about. And I wouldn't say that was woke in any way. I like that episode, but it's weird now because at this point there would be two versions of Captain Jack in Cardiff. So oh, there'd be yeah, the version below in Torchwood telling the team <clears throat> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Big Finish audio series coming straight up. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Gwen's like, where's Jack gone? We don't know. <laughs> Jack's just in the toilet. <laughs> They'll do what they did with sitcoms where they just said, oh, he's sick in the next Jack's room. Got, Jack's got a boy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting what they do with the next Big Finish box set because it, series six... I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it ends with all the characters getting in a car together. <laughs> Jack fell out. I don't know how. <laughs> They're going to have to write that he's gone yeah. off to investigate something else. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Everyone involved with this episode should be in jail for crimes against entertainment. Okay. I'll be honest. This episode aired the night my girlfriend rejected my proposal. So that may have tainted my enjoyment. But fuck Stephen Moffat, fuck Matt Smith, fuck Jenna Coleman, and fuck (laughs) that bitch Brenda. Damn cool, Brenda. (laughs) (laughs) Poor wee Brenda, what did she do to you? Is it snowmen? Brenda. It's not snowmen. (laughs) No, because I thought Christmas Day would have been a really, on Christmas Day of all days would just be the icing on the cake. And he got a nothing else because he was that confident. <laughs> Not bitter. Why do I kind of feel like it should ha- be an episode with Danny Pink in it? Oh, it was Matt Smith episode. Wasn't oh, also no. Yeah, it's a Matt Smith episode. No, Danny Pink. Because I was thinking like Lovey Dovey. If you've just been dumped and there's Lovey Dovey on screen. I'm going to go with the other Christmas angle. Is it st- Time of the Doctor? It's not a Christmas one. Oh. I just wanted him to be more miserable on Christmas Day. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted him to not only (laughs) propose and get rejected, sit down to watch his favourite TV show and be truly, truly disappointed, but also realise he's ruined Christmas. (laughs) 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 Top it off, we're making making fun of it on the podcast. Uh, Brenda got out of there well. Yeah, Brenda, if you're listening, give us a call. <laughs> and and we're joined by Brenda. Nightmare and Silver. I don't know which one was worse. <laughs> <laughs> what was his worst bit of news that day? Was like, I just watched Warwick <laughs> Davis embarrass himself. Oh, because he gets no, because he does propose to Fingy, doesn't he, as well, and he gets rejected. <laughs> Oh, he does, yeah. Talk about salt in the wound. <laughs> oh, dear. And his best love, was, other than that, was Cybermen, and look what happened to them. <laughs> I remember really looking forward to this one because I loved the Doctor's yeah. Wife, and I remember thinking, oh, Gaiman's coming back. Yeah. Like, oh, Gaiman came back. Well, Gaiman never came back after that, did he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, that poor bloke. <laughs> All right, here's a short one. You're wrong. Obama is not dead. Ah! What? <laughs> Has this got any relevance to the episode it's in? He's talking about. No. Well, that really helps, Martin. <laughs> that really helps. Obama, Os- Osama's not dead. You mean? You're wrong. Obama is not dead. 
What? You must mean Asana. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Who knows? I don't understand. Sounds like he was writing a review, and I reckon he texted the, someone a long, lengthy review <laughs> and just went, oh, I can see what's happened here. <laughs> All right, that one is tricky, to be fair. So I will just tell you guys. It's just a funny one to read out. <laughs> yeah, it was the Zygon invasion. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't like the Zygon invasion, but I really like the Zygon inversion. I don't know. I liked the speech, but I liked it the first time I heard it and not every fucking year since. Like any conflict that happens in the world, they share the same thing. And it's like and it doesn't even apply. They took the element of Zygons as well and completely changed their concept. You know the bit when they're going inside the church? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just oh there's so many flaws in that script. Yeah, it was very strange. It felt like it was a it was an expansion of the Day of the Doctor, which mm. I appreciated. Oh, look, there's two Osgoods. Lesbians are going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Not <True. just> lesbians. <laughs> no, Richard, Richard Osman. Uh, uh, Richard uh, Osman. Uh, yeah. Mm. It's all right. <laughs> the Abbey's Review, it's all right. Maybe we should send that soft off just speech to the local <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> Just sit down and talk. Yeah. But she's blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been... <laughs> How many years has it been since that story? It's got to be ten. Ten? Ten. Blimey. Yeah, it would be this year, wouldn't it? 2013. 2013, it would be ten years ago. Oh, poor guy. I wonder if he's moved on. <laughs> I reckon he actually he was also disappointed that Warwick Davis was wasted. And then waited 10 years now to watch the new Willow. <laughs> and <laughs> the man's just having bad luck in his life. I really feel sorry for this guy. Brenda, you are a bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this was a terrible script. Everything the doctor does interferes with the original timeline. Disbelief is not so much suspended as hung, drawn, and quartered. We don't need a have you changed history rule imposed on a series which by its very nature insists that you can change history. Just by traveling in time, the doctor is changing history. What if he steps out earlier on the curb than what's this guy going on about? Hang on. Leave it and hang on. Okay. Okay. Okay, so he's talking about the Doctor just going back in time can affect history itself because by the very nature that he's there, he's imposing a change. And then he goes on to say, there's no logic at all in this one. It's just plain bad. Right. So it's a timey-wimey episode, would you say? Yeah. Is it the timey-wimeyest of episodes? No, it's an Eccleston. Father's Day. I like Father's Day. So do I. I thought that was pretty good. I like the fact that Rose messes everything up. And there were consequences yeah. to it. In fact, it's the first time it shows actual consequences exactly. to it sometimes. I like it. That person is wrong. Shush. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been watching uh, the series, the season two box set, the William Hartnell yeah. one. So there's some episodes now I haven't seen since I was a kid. Just because it's not really my go-to doctor to watch. But there was I was watching The Romans. 
and it leads to basically the doctor started the great fires of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> he you know, gives Nero, uh, Emperor Nero, the idea to burn Rome to the ground. <laughs> it's like five, isn't it? It's the same with the pterodactyls, Great Fire of London. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of. Doctor Who always has that quite loose, really. I think if you're going to be watch Doctor Who and be a fan of it, you just got to you just got to take everything with a pinch of salt. Really, it's all contradictory to everything. Exactly. Apparently, by all accounts, Susan named the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> I named it myself. That's bullshit, isn't it, Vivian? Yeah, <laughs> she called it time and relative dimension in space, but yet everyone else uses it. So how does that make sense, huh? What are you going to do about it? Let your head out of the cloud, Susan. <laughs> yeah. You're going to write it down? You're going to write down another one-star review because the show you un- you thought you understood isn't there anymore? God damn you! Damn you all the hell! All right, maybe we, we should take a break from these for a few weeks. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Uh, he has a point, though. Just had a moment there. I was seeing this woman, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> What a way to find out. (laughs) She just loves breaking hearts and ruining shows that I like. (laughs) She's now with Warwick Davis. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Besides Tennant's Doctor, whom I love, this episode is utterly uninteresting. Instead of forging their own sci-fi, they just try and do things... Oh, hang on. These people, there's no grammar. That makes sense, to be honest. <laughs> Instead of forging their own sci-fi, they try and do things they missed since the Doctor was on hiatus, which is why they seem to have sent the Doctor on the, to the Independence Day universe. Also, whereas the Eccleston year spent most of his time establishing emotional fronts, it seems that the only thing they seem to concentrate now is how England would cope with an alien invasion. Huh. And what doctor's story is this? It's a tenant. A tenant? How they would cope with it? Oh, it's got to be a uh, turn left. It's not. Huh? I'm trying to think, what else has got an alien invasion? God, I don't know. My brain's just decided <laughs> to stop working. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think which episodes have got an alien invasion in it. Well, I mean, Sontaran? Runaway Bride? It's not those... Oh. Stolen Earth? No. Yeah. God almighty. How soon, what sort of season are we talking? It's very early. Oh, really? Oh, is it his first one? God. I suppose. It's barely in it anyway. That's the only criticism I have is that, but it makes you wait and want more mm. of Tenant that he only really speaks for 15 minutes. Yeah, that's true. That was something I think Matt Moffat changed for Matt Smith's one. He said, I can't have the doctor just unconscious for the majority (laughs) of it. He needs to be out and about and active. Running around like a loon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, should we move on? Yeah. Okay. Here we go again. Bad. Bad plot. Bad character development. Bad pace. Bad cinematography. Bad fights. No emotional connection. No stakes. This is awful. Matt Smith was phoning it in. CGI was laughably bad and the slow-mo action was wonky. Unwatchable. Slow-mo action? It's not the day of the Doctor, is it? It's not there, the Doctor. I didn't realise there were many with slow-mo bits. Time of the Doctor. It's not. Oh, good lord. What episode did Matt Smith phone <laughs> it in? <laughs> I might have tricked you. Oh, oh, if it's that 
literal, then it's deep breath, isn't it? No, it's not that. Oh, I hated that. No, you see where I was going. Yeah, I hate that as well. I felt like I just cracked the crossword <laughs> there. Oh, oh, damn it. I wish it was that one, and then it would have been really clever. Now it just seems like an idiot's rambling. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Matt Smith phoned it in, but you tricked me. I've tricked you, yeah. So it's not even a Matt Smith thing. I'll just tell you, it's Morbius. Again. <laughs> Again. Oh, you prick. Matt Smith didn't phone it in. If anything, Jared Leto's still working it out. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Smith's the best one in that film. He's fucking trying. <laughs> okay. Here we go. And this is actually for a Doctor <laughs> Who episode now. Where do I begin? Tenant's hair was awful. Oh, that's Day of the Doctor. <laughs> Straight away. Yeah. Imagine that. Well, if that's your only criticism, yeah. then that's fine. I dread to think how much product they've put in, in his hair this time, though, to actually make it stand up. Did we, did we ever find out why his hair was like that? Well, he claimed that his hair couldn't do it anymore because it wasn't the same tech you know as you get older your hair changes doesn't it and he was saying that he couldn't do it anywhere well clearly it can david because you're doing it now so wow looks like someone's talking out of their ass yeah you, you didn't use the right products and the right hairspray and the gels and all that <laughs> <laughs> let's move on i read somewhere that scientists have kept a brain alive on a stick well, that brain must be the target audience for this shit. The writing in this entire season has been abysmal and the acting even worse. All of the cast needs replacing ASAP. What an opening line. Oh, my God. That's an incredible fact. I didn't even realise that someone kept the brain alive on a stick. Uh, Who knows if that's even true. True, it's genius research just for the sake of a... Uh, just for the sake of a negative review. <laughs> oh, I can't think of my answer. <laughs> what era are we talking? It's a Whittaker. Starting to get the impression not everyone likes the Whittaker's era. <laughs> Do you reckon? Do you reckon? God almighty. I'm trying to think. Is it one, would you say, Martin, it's one of the dumbest episodes? I mean, it's very unremarkable. Oh, okay. Uh, I will say it's one of her New Year's Day specials. Oh, it must be the first one, Resolution. Yep. I thought it was okay. I just liked it because of Ashling. Oh, oh no, that's the, that's the one after. Oh, that's the other one. Yeah. Uh, I like that. See? I like that. That says it all. I like that oh, one. Oh, no, that's the one with the trash can, isn't it? Yeah, the one there where it uh, controls Char uh, Charlotte oh, Ritchie from... Uh, Charlotte Ritchie. Yeah, the only thing I thought about that episode was you've wasted Charlotte. Yeah. You have wasted yeah. that queen. I don't think I've seen that episode since it aired. No, there's a lot I haven't actually. I don't even have the, the Blu-rays or DVDs of any of the Whitaker ones. Just because I guarantee I won't watch them. Yeah, <laughs> just be on their, in their cellophane still yeah. on the shelf. All right, should we move on? Yeah, no. go on. Okay. Aside from some perky tits, there's very little <laughs> to like about this episode. That doesn't really help. <laughs> it's a Matt Smith Series 5. Perky tits. Jesus <laughs> Christ. God. Now, to think like a misogynist, we now have to think of the tits. <laughs> <laughs> That's our angle. We've got to deduce this on the basis of who's got perky tits. That's Karen Gillan. It is a Karen Gillan one, yeah. So she's yeah. got to have them out. <laughs> or reasonably <laughs> out. <laughs> 
I can't believe I'm saying this. This is like, can, <laughs> I just want a disclaimer here that I'm not trying to condone or agree <laughs> with the with the uh, statement at hand, but I'm trying to deduce an answer. <laughs> if I was a lesser person, I'd be going through what they call the wank bank. Is it? I'm, go, I'm literally going through Amy outfits to figure out. Like... I think the Victory of the Daleks is quite loose top. It's not that one. Oh. Perky tits. <laughs> Time of the angels. What a, what a sentiment just to get us to uh, to base our research on. It's not that one, Abby, no. I might Google it. No, I'm not going to Google perky tits. <laughs> perky? <laughs> opens up, it opens up a different area of outpost Gallifrey. Uh, Is it 11th hour? The strip, strippogram. To be honest, I felt stupid for not thinking of that. <laughs> Actually, I feel proud of myself as a developing human. As a married man, you have done yourself proud. I'm so. a married man, and I've d- proved myself as a, a friend of feminism. Me, on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to back away now. <laughs> Here's another one. I don't believe she'd fuck David Tennant. <laughs> who would say no this is a series two one doomsday it's not doomsday would it be referring to rose it's not referring to rose no oh madame de pompadour isn't it well we know she did yeah she did yeah they actually dated didn't they mm. she did fuck him yeah yeah i don't want to assume well one does <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. If the Doctor is meant to be the smartest person in the room, we're all fucked. <laughs> a BBC production hasn't been this poorly produced <laughs> in 25 years. Flubbed lines and alternative takes are somehow left in. The show is dead. This is a Jodie Whittaker. I couldn't tell you which bits were scripted, so only what's fluffed. Uh, God almighty. Fluffed lines. I think we need to find some more examples that aren't Whittaker ones just to balance it out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've gone a bit heavy on those, this one. I suppose, really, it's like picking flowers, isn't it? You're always going to find the same one. <laughs> all right, next one we do, I'll have no Whittaker in there at all. <laughs> let's, bring some, let's find some that hate the episodes we love and then we can cry about it. So Whittaker's story, if the Doctor's the smartest person in the room. God almighty. The one with the spiders. No. What season are we talking? It's one of her last specials. Oh, Sea Devils. That was abysmal, I'm sorry. The ed- the editing was... That was, mm. yeah, that was diabolical. Anyone yeah. who passively called themselves an editor shouldn't work I again. reckon they got the students in to work on that I one. I felt like it was. There were bits where, how did they even get on the ship? It was raining in some scenes and not. It was raining on the beach and not in the city all the other way around. Yeah, it was. It was. It's bizarre. And then she's like, "Oh, we're going to go to the town," and then all of a sudden they were catching a sea devil in a net. I'm like, "What? When did this happen?" I really want to see the first draft of this script because I, I bet, and this is just me purely speculating because it's set in ancient China. I bet maybe. Just maybe there was about 10 to 15 minutes that could be considered culturally insensitive. Yeah, probably. Probably. That's why they were cut. Probably. I know they cut it down for time. I know we know that, but. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was shorter than that. It was shorter than the running time they were meant to have. 
It's like 42 oh. minutes or something. God, whoops. God. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining me again, guys. That's Thank all you. right. And I would like to plead to our listeners that if you do enjoy this podcast, please give us a rating on your app of choice. It really helps promote the show. We had a rating left last night, which I will read out if I can find it. Here we go. This one is from Vastra Love. And it's not me. It's not you. I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's not me. <laughs> There's two of you. <laughs> this person says, fantastic. There are many Doctor Who podcasts out there, but if I had to recommend one, it would be RDC. The hosts are funny and informative, interesting opinions, reviews, and news. Sad Sam has left, but I'll keep listening. Keep up the great work. Sam, never heard of him. Sam who? Yeah. But anyway, thanks for leaving that review. We really do appreciate it. And Abby, I know Chris and I wanted to ask you a question at the end. We probably should ask this off air in case you say no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh-huh. We wanted to ask you if you would be our full-time co-host going forward. I would love to. Yay. <laughs> at least you're not Brenda. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really awkward, wouldn't it? <laughs> Now I'm going to go and watch Nightmare in Silver. (laughs) (laughs) Cry about Brenda. (laughs) Three of us will be back next week with some more nonsense. I was thinking maybe we actually review an episode. So I'm thinking we go back to the Eccleston series and start with Rose. How do you feel about that? Yeah, Yeah, go on. Abby, I know you are currently seeking a Susan Foreman impressionist. So why don't you plead to people to come forward? Uh, so it's not for TT Productions. It is for Overton Audios, which is like one of our sister channels. They are currently looking for a Susan Foreman. Sadly, it is unpaid because we are a fan thing and we don't have any income from doing this. But if you are interested or you'd like to have a go, just message me. All the details for me are probably below the podcast anyway. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Thank you. 